morning, church. Can I start by inviting the, the kids to uh, come down the front? I've got a little table on the side here, guys, and we've got some colouring in there, and of course we want uh, our, our helpers, Kay and Jenny, down here also. And I'm also going to leave the microphone down here, Kay. So this is our uh, kids' Christmas special service, and uh, we've spent a lot of time. I don't need you guys up here. At the moment, you can sit down there and Jenny and Kay will keep you organised. Have I got enough chairs there? I've got to tell you, you know, quite often with these sorts of things, you, you take months and weeks to prepare. Ten minutes ago, we got us all together out there and, and we've got things sorted. So, so everything's going to run so smoothly this morning. No fear. But... This, uh, this semester in, in Kids Church, we've been looking at God's mega plan. And this series follows the promises of God that thread their way throughout the Bible. And it's, it's a great foundation to see the Bible as, as one big story of, of God's salvation plan. Um, and I'm sure you can think of other reasons why knowing God's plan is important but I've just listed three here God wants us to to trust him and it's easier to trust someone when you know they have a plan that they're capable of carrying out so that's that's the number one one for me God also wants to assure us of his constant love for us and that helps us to endure difficult times in life because we know God is always there and he always cares and loves us and the third one is that God wants us to know how much it cost him to rescue us so that in that knowledge we'll reach out to him firstly and then we'll also go and reach out to others so there are three reasons why I think knowing this this uh, whole overview of God's plan is so important and I thought it'd be great to, to combine some of that kids stuff that uh, we've been learning out there uh, about God's mega plan with the, the reason for Christmas. And, um, and I, I know all of us here probably know, in fact, all people know that the, the reason we celebrate Christmas is that Jesus was born. However, not everyone knows why Jesus is different to any other baby that's been born why is he so important that we have a special day to celebrate and wouldn't it be great if if we had the answer to that question that we can share with other people so today that's what I want to do I, I want to show us how we can let people know that Jesus is a special baby don't know if that's your image of Jesus but <laughs> but he looked happy <laughs> so we're going to follow this thread from God's mega plan of looking at the promises of uh, of God of a special baby and, and what do we mean by special I mean we all probably know what special means but I just thought it'd be helpful to, to keep us all on the same page and this is the definition I found special is to be better greater and otherwise different from what is usual the only way to see if baby Jesus is better 
greater and different from what is usual is to, is to look at some other babies in the Bible uh, that people had put a, a lot of hope in. That makes sense, doesn't it? And uh, by doing this, we're going to uncover why Jesus is, is really special. Now, I don't think I mentioned to you that we're also going to be playing a game as we go through this message. And this game is, who am I? Now, it's up there. Fantastic. So, who am I? The reader's going to come up in a moment. I'll have Daniel or Daniel with the microphone in a moment. And he's going to read out three hints. Now, when he reads out the first hint, some of us may know the answer. Wait, don't yell it out. He's going to give a second hint. More of us might think, ah, I know who that is. Please wait, don't yell it out. Then after the third hint, Daniel will say, who am I? And that's our opportunity to yell out the answer. But we're not like normal riffraff, okay? This, as, as I said, we want to wait. We want to do this in an orderly fashion. It's not hard quiz. There's no prize at the end. We want an answer in unity. So let's see how we go with that. So can my puppeteer, is my puppeteer ready with the first doll or has my puppeteer become shy? It, it looks like, and we don't have any other puppeteers? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Maybe over here in the centre so everyone can see the, our first baby. Okay, working like a well-oiled machine so far. Now, Daniel, we need to give you a microphone. Say testing one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Okay. Now, in a big voice, read out the first hint. I was the first person to have a mum and probably the first person to have a belly button. Right. Ready mom, for the second one? Yep. Mum was pretty excited when I arrived. She hoped I would be the one to crush the serpent's head. Right, crush the serpent's head. What's the third one? Instead, I let sin take control of my life when I killed my own brother. Ooh. Who am I? Who am I? Cain. Brilliant, guys. Okay, you can sit down. How did Cain go? He was going good. Okay, guys, have a seat for a moment. We've got, we got to do the costume change now. Okay, so we've had those three hints. I am Cain. Did you get that when you saw that animal print on him? I've got to thank Janet for the costumes. We spent a lot of time doing that, didn't we, Janet? Now, when Cain was born, Eve was pretty excited. But you need a bit of a backstory to understand why. You guys can actually sit down for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't believe how good I, I am at talking. I can go on for ages. So have a seat. Enjoy yourselves down there. Do a bit more colouring in. And I'll invite you up in a minute. So uh, you see, Eve, she listened to Satan, who, who had appeared to her in the garden as, as a serpent. And Satan encouraged Adam and Eve to stop trusting God and to take their destiny into their own hands by doing something that God had told them not to do and that is really what sin is it's not trusting God and doing what we think 
is best. The Bible tells us that Adam sinned and that sin brought death into the world. Now everyone has sin and so everyone must die. Sin had to have a consequence for God to be just and true to his word. But God never intended to leave his creatures destined for death. He had a plan through a special baby to make them his people again under his rule and blessing. And we call that the kingdom of God. Uh, And as we get the first hint of this, uh, uh, (laughs) as we read on, sorry, we get that first hint that there is a special baby when God told the talking snake what he had in store for him. We read there, he says, you and the woman will hate each other. Your descendants and hers will always be enemies. One of hers will strike you on the head and you will strike him on the heel from Genesis 3.15. Did you catch that? One of Eve's descendants would begin to put things right. No wonder Eve was excited uh, when Cain was born. She just assumed Cain was going to be the one that's going to put everything right. But like his parents, Cain refused to listen to God, didn't he? Instead of putting things right, he continued that pattern of sin that his parents had begun. This baby of hope actually became a slave to sin rather than a slayer of the serpent. He couldn't be the special baby that God was talking about. So now it's time for our next I am. So we've got card number two and Freya, drop that texter and get up here and start shaking that doll (laughs) okay take it away I already had 10 brothers when I was born but I was dad's favorite favorite Mm -hmm. dad gave me this amazing coat that made my brothers jealous right I told my brothers that in my dreams, they all bowed down to me. They didn't like that much after that. Oh, I can see why. Yep. Last two words. Who am I? No. I am. I am. Who? I am. Joseph. Joseph. What gave it away? <laughs> the coats. Okay, guys, you can have another sit down. Of course, we've got another costume change coming up, haven't we, Freya? Yes, it is true about Joseph's dad, Jacob. He did show favoritism to Joseph over his other sons. And um, I had a look. Even in that culture, that wasn't a good thing to do, treating one son, one child as, as your favourite. And Joseph did really have dreams of himself being the master over his brothers now in their honor shame culture joseph's dreams were extremely rude no two ways about it even though it was god who had given joseph these dreams and while on the one hand i I think joseph should have kept these dreams to himself i do see that on the other hand it wasn't joseph's fault that he was favored by 
by the Father and by God. And I also see that it was the brothers' choice on how they responded. And just like Cain, they allowed hatred for Joseph to grow in their hearts. And when the opportunity arose, they sold Joseph into slavery, into Egypt. Like Cain, they allowed sin to take control of their lives. However, God had a plan for this family, and it started way back with Joseph's great-grandfather, Abraham. In Genesis 22:18, we read, Through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. God had singled out Abraham and his family to bless the whole earth and God repeated this promise to Abraham's son Isaac in Genesis 26 4 and then to Isaac's son Jacob in Genesis 28 14 each time God promised that all the nations or all the people on earth will be blessed through this one baby we get a bit of a, a glimpse of what that looked like in the uh, in the life of Joseph uh, you see, not only did God give Joseph dreams, but he also gave Joseph the ability to interpret dreams. And one day he got to tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, that his dream was a warning to prepare for a long drought where food would become very scarce. And Pharaoh believed Joseph and he made him the next most important person most powerful person in all of Egypt and Joseph stored up food and when the the drought came Joseph fed Egypt and the surrounding nations including his brothers and their family his brothers did bow down to Joseph and later on they expressed their shame for what they had done to him but this is how Joseph replied you tried to harm me but God made it turn out for the best so that he could save all these people as he is now doing there's no doubt Joseph did save a lot of people from other nations from from starvation at the time however he didn't deal with the problem of sin and he wasn't the baby of promise we need to look at our next baby of hope. Now, how is my puppeteer going for the next baby and my reader? We should be up to card number three there. Okay. Oh, they've got no idea, guys. Okay, take it. Daniel? There was a law when I was born that every boy Hebrew must baby must be thrown into the Nile oh baby's thrown into the Nile right when mum couldn't hide me any longer she placed me among the reeds in a floating basket right well there's the reeds yep okay the last one Pharaoh's daughter found me and raised me in her own as her own child in the palace Pharaoh's I am Moses oh you're going so well guys you've got three out of three thank you very much Freya off for the next costume change my dear wow not only was Moses saved from death but he grew up as 
Egyptian royalty. Though he never forgot that he was really a Hebrew. One day, when uh, he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, Joseph intervened and he killed the Egyptian. You could say Moses wanted to do the right thing, but he did it in his way, the wrong way. And then he had to run away. Uh, But God did have plans for Moses to rescue the Hebrews, the right way, God's way. And he says to Moses this in Exodus 3, 9 to 10. My people, I have, my people have begged for my help and I have seen how cruel the Egyptians are to them. Now go to the king, I am sending you to lead my people out of this country. Now the story of Moses, it, it, it's quite long, it's quite amazing. Um, and uh, we see Moses doing things God's way, leading the people out of Egypt. However, at times, Moses didn't trust God. As we saw with Adam and Eve, not trusting God had consequences that affected other people. It's the same with Moses. We read in Numbers 20, verse 12. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you refused to believe in my power, these people did not respect me. And so, you will not be the ones to lead them into the land I had promised. As great as Moses was, sin in his life meant that he can't be the baby of promise. Okay, my reader and my puppeteer, we haven't given you a long time. And it's very distracting, isn't it, making Christmas cards while you're having to perform? But can I get my puppeteer up here in the middle? No. Okay, Daniel, hit us with the first one. I became king when my father, King David, died. Mm -hmm. King David died. God granted me wisdom greater than anyone of my time. All right, wisdom. I built a temple for the Lord. Temple. I am Solomon. Fantastic. I think at one time someone yelled out David, but not today. They're they're brilliant, aren't they, Freya? You can go sit down there if you like, or you can stay. No, no, we didn't. We've got one more outfit. You've got to go. Now, there'd been a lot of babies that had had come and gone from from Moses to to Solomon. Uh, And through that time, Israel is in the promised land, the land of Canaan. But their relationship with God is something of a, a roller coaster ride. Uh, and it wasn't until King David, a man after God's own heart, that Israel truly became a nation under God. It was with David that God restates his covenant and he, he adds this clause I will make sure that one of your descendants will always be king. And when you read this, this covenant and compare it to the early accounts of Solomon's life, you think, yes, Solomon is the king God is speaking about. But then we read on further uh, in Luke, sorry, in 1 Kings 11, 9 to 10. 
the Lord God of Israel has appe- had appeared to Solomon two times and warned him not to worship foreign gods. But Solomon disobeyed and did it anyway. And this made the Lord very angry. That same sin of Adam and Eve and the rest of them ruled in Solomon's life. No way could he be the, the special baby king. Now, do our readers and puppeteers have one more baby ready to go? Freya? Let's see if this could be the one. Here we go, Daniel, already? Okay, hit it, mate. My mum was Mary, my dad was God. Mary, God? I was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem? My first bed was a food trot for animals. A food trot for animals is a bed. Mm. I am Jesus. Wow, you even got that one. Give yourself a clap. And, and my, my, my uh, team here, they've done a wonderful job for that. Thanks, guys. I know you knew it was going to end that way. But for Jesus to be special, you've got to remember, he had to be better, greater, and otherwise different from all the other babies we met. Well, I don't know if you've picked up one thing there, uh, how Jesus was different. Uh, Firstly, God sent his angel, Gabriel, to Mary to tell him that. I don't recall angels going to anyone and, and telling them something more. And then we also read in... Luke 1 31 to 33 you will have a son his name will be Jesus he will be great and we will be called the son of God most high there was no other baby that had God as their dad and look at what he and look at that he, he will be great then we read on the Lord God will make him king as his ancestor David was He will rule the people of Israel forever and his kingdom will never end. God had promised David that his descendant would be king forever. Jesus is that king and we read in the scripture that his kingdom will never end. And it's no wonder that Jesus invited people to follow him and spoke so much about the kingdom of God. But how could Jesus do this? The others failed because they didn't always trust God but did things their way could Jesus really be different well again we've got to see what the scripture says and we read this in John 6 38 I didn't come from heaven to do what I want I came to do what the father wants me to do first thing I noticed was that Jesus came from heaven that can go on our list of uh, not usual things Uh, Jesus is different whereas Cain and Solomon ignored God to please themselves Jesus always listened to the father and did what he asked you might recall when Jesus was tempted by Satan in uh, in Matthew 4 he says to him go away he would not let Satan or anyone else divert him from the mission the father had given him we quite often think that uh, the temptation he's got that out of the way it doesn't continue 
but it continues all the way through. I mean, the other one that comes to mind immediately is, is when Peter says, no, Lord, and he says, get behind me, Satan. Poor Peter must have felt terrible that day. But there's even more. You just keep on reading different people are trying to distract Jesus from continuing on his mission. Unlike every other human ever born, Jesus never sinned. And this is why Jesus is, is greater and better than any other baby. This is why only he could carry out the Father's plan. And 2 Corinthians 5.21 gives us a simple summary of God's plan. It reads, Christ never sinned, but God treated him as a sinner so Christ could make us acceptable to God. Only a sinless person had the ability to take the sins of all humanity onto themselves and deal with it once and for all. Jesus did that on the cross and with his resurrection made it possible for us to rejoin God's family. Uh, the words of Isaiah express our, our Christmas joy so well. Reading from Isaiah 9 verse 6, a child has been born to us. We have been given a son who will be our ruler. His name will be Wonderful Advisor and Mighty God, Eternal Father and Prince of Peace. And then in verse 7, his power will never end. Peace will last forever. He will rule David's kingdom and make it grow strong. He will always rule with honesty and justice. The Lord All-Powerful will make certain that all of this is done. This makes Jesus a very special baby. When we look at the Christmas story, we see the angels come to the shepherds and, the, and, the, and, uh, and, and when the, the wise men read their text, they looked at the, the star. The message to both of them was, go and see. And then Jesus, when we, we read his start of his ministry, he says, I have come to set the captives free. He then invites us to come and follow him. You see, when we, we come to Christmas, we, we're talking about a baby, but we've got the, the cross inside, haven't we? It invites us to see that like Cain, we are in bondage, but that we can be released if we allow Jesus to free us. And then he invites us to follow him. And, and that's, that's great news to be able to share with our friends, isn't it? Uh, or maybe here today, this is probably could be the first time you've ever really thought about this and you've recognised that, uh, that God is speaking to you this morning. Well, look, I, I just invite you to just sit there and quietly say to yourself a, a, a very simple prayer. Just say, yes, Jesus, release me from my sin. I want to follow you. And if that's your prayer, please come and talk to us after the service. I enjoy following these threads through the Bible and seeing it as, as one big picture. And, uh, and we're going to conclude with uh, singing a song uh, that uh, we've been singing this semester in kids' church. And 
I think uh, at this stage, the, uh, the kids during or at the end of the song will make their way out. Well, they, may, they look like they're pretty involved there. They've been pretty quiet, haven't they? Um, but I'm going to leave whatever happens to the kids up to, to Kay and Jenny. Uh, and just before we sing the song, giving you more time to make sure you've got it up and ready, these ladies are wonderful. We, we couldn't have any kids' ministry without them. They've been... <laughs> so thank you so much. And, I want, and, I, and I, I'm shocking, aren't I? And I want to include Valerie in this because she's been helping us this year from time to time and that's, that's been wonderful too. So, yeah, thanks for that, ladies. Um, yeah, couldn't do it without you, really. Okay, so let's conclude with our song, God Keeps His Promises. So I'll, I'll invite you to be upstanding and have a dance.